0: He's got me walking that grief walk. Going slow, he's got me talking that grief talk. Going slow, he's got me clacking
1: the list. It's the Miami Night Show. Hey, yeah. Slow, he's got me walking that grief walk. Going
0: slow, he's got
1: me, me talking that grief talk. Going slow, he's got me clocking the When What up, tribe? It's Miami Night Show, Master Grief
0: Coach. Welcome to the Miami Night Show.
1: He got me walking that grief walk. It's time for grief talk, y'all. Yeah is my Night you're a Master grade Coach. Ilana Shapiro Yadav. In 2007, Ilana lost her father to cancer, the day after her 24th birthday. His parting words were Time is nonlinear, and I'll always be with you. For many years, she struggled to find her way through the grief maze. She found some healthy outlets for her grief, including starting a memorial scholarship fund in her father's name in which she raised over $92,000. She also ran the New York City Marathon. Despite her best efforts and amazing family and friends, she still felt incredibly lonely and isolated. She promised herself that when she found ways to heal her heart, she would do everything in her power to help other brokenhearted people heal and learn to live again in their new normal. On the eve of her father's 10-year anniversary, she found the grief recovery method, which gave her the tools she was searching for as she began her recovery. Alana Shapiro-Yadab is an advanced certified grief recovery specialist and founded her own grief recovery practice, The Non-Linear Journey. Alana offers a variety of GRM programs serving the San Mateo, San Francisco Bay Area, including in-person, one-on-ones, online one-on-ones, support groups, helping children with loss, and pet loss support groups. Let's welcome her. First of all, I just want to thank you and also congratulate you on your advanced certification by the Grief Recovery Institute. How are you?
0: I'm awesome. Thank you so much. and Thanks for having me. You're How are so, you today? I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're here. How's things going? Really good. Really good. And, and thank you for your congratulations. It was really exciting to get my advanced certification.
1: Tell so. us a little bit about it.
0: So the advanced certification with the grief recovery method means that I'm now certified to offer all of the grief recovery method online. Okay. So there's no more geographic parameters. I can... You know, I can serve grievers all over the country and all over the world. And and those of you who live in the Bay Area know what Bay Area traffic is like. So sometimes it's, it's also very beneficial to have in the Bay Area too.
1: Absolutely. Share your grief story with us so we'll know a little bit more about you.
0: Yeah, so um, my grief story really started about 12 years ago when I found out that my father had terminal brain cancer. A glioblastoma multiform, which back then really was rare and not as no, you know, there wasn't much about it then. and um, that really started me down a path where I just I felt very lost and isolated and confused and you know, I, I, I asked him to promise me not to die, which he couldn't make that promise, but he promised me he wouldn't die on my birthday. and he kept that promise because he died the day after my 24th birthday and his last words were happy birthday and i just remember i just i was so lost and i promised myself that when i got to a place that i could you know heal and just get myself out of the grief maze that i was in i would devote everything i could to helping other people you know walking alongside their journey with them and helping them through their grief oh
1: that is so amazing i'm sorry about your loss and but you are so far from, you know, like you said, that emotional ball. Um, and I'm so proud of where you, you know, what you've accomplished, and just having the willpower to be able to do that. That's, you know, I think that's very important to want, like you said, you, you, you already knew that there would come a time, and you just went through that process, um, feeling everything, mm-hmm. and then, yeah. um, but in your mind, um, as you stated, that you, you know, do something differently. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it took, I mean, it took a long time. At first I started off by, um, I went to my favorite nonprofit and I asked them if I could create a fund, a memorial fund in honor of my dad. And after some convincing, they said yes. And I created a fund that some of the proceeds go to helping women and girls in India. And to date I've raised over ninety two thousand dollars. And yeah, thank you. Um, and I ran the New York City Marathon in his honor and to fundraise. And at first that that was what I could do to channel my grief was yes. by fundraising to help women and girls in India. I, I couldn't actually work with grieving people yet because it was just you know, it was just too raw and too hard. So it, it took it took many, many years to get there and back then it, grief was even less socially acceptable to talk about,
1: Absolutely, you know,
0: and resources were, you know, there are very few resources back then. There weren't all these Facebook groups and, you know, incredible books that are out there. Mm-hmm. So it actually, my, my journey was pretty, it happened really fortuitously because I was, you know, about almost 10 years had gone by and I really wanted to figure out ways to get more involved with the grieving community. And I was scrolling through LinkedIn one day and I saw that someone was a grief recovery specialist. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, what is this? Cause I didn't have the language. I didn't even know what to begin looking for. And so I I said, I must meet this person. (laughs) And so I found a mutual friend who connected us and she told me about the grief recovery Institute. And it just so happened they were having a training on my dad's 10-year anniversary wow. in the building. But get this part, in the building that was adjacent to the building I worked in. So I don't think there could have been any more signs that Absolutely. it's it's your time, Alana. Yeah. And it was on the eve of my wedding, which I was really, really struggling because all these emotions came up about my dad and how he wasn't going to be there. And yeah. so it was, it was a gift for me to find the Grief Recovery Institute. And it was you know, it's such a gift that I'm so grateful to be able to share now with others. Absolutely. It's
1: just, um, you were in alignment with it. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, to be, like you said, right there at your job and on, you know, doing the, the, the anniversary, it, it was all in alignment for you. Uh, but oh God, it's just so amazing. What is setting intentions and how important was that during your journey?
0: Grief is very Mm nonlinear and grief is tough. You know, it's, it's very tough because there are there's no roadmap, you know, and every person grieves differently. Um, I, you know, me personally, losing my dad at 24 really shattered my world upside down. I had never lost anyone before. Mm-hmm. And it really was the first funeral I had been to. Six months later, I lost my grandfather. And then a few years later, I lost my grandma. But my dad was the first loss I had. And I was very, very close to him. So it was, you know, remembering that how I felt in the early days and remembering that promise that I made myself. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes it's hard to to do for yourself, but it's sometimes yes. easier to do for others. Absolutely. And so just remembering that there are other people out there mm-hmm. that were really hurting mm-hmm. and really hadn't felt they had nowhere to go. That's really what, what kept me going. And also, you know, knowing I was, I was going to get married and not wanting to bring all of this, into my marriage and like knowing that I wanted to learn how to deal better with, yes. with my own grief and have tools to serve my own grief mm-hmm. and so really it just it, it and I remind myself that every day now you know why, why am I doing this yeah you know, I'm doing this to really help and support other grievers mm-hmm. it also honestly it helps me too
1: because so to be a, hmm? how, how, I'm sorry I, excuse me but how how even in that period of you setting intentions and knowing that you wanted to do something, how did the stages of you going and processing the grief? How did that play out in the journey? At the same time, because you know we're in this—we it's like an out-of-body experience. You just don't know what you want. You don't know how people can assist you, but yet you still have this urge deep inside of you of wanting to do something. To so first. I, I, well, I can say, speak for myself. At first I was, um, seeking, of course, help for myself, but then there was this urge for me to do more to help somebody else. So going through those stages, t- can you talk to me about the the stages that you went through or just the five stages of brief period?
0: So there's actually a lot of, um, kind of discussion around whether these five stages even exist. Yeah. And I personally, am of the thought and also, the Grief Recovery Institute as well, um, that there really there are no stages of grief. Mm-hmm. You will feel a lot of emotions and you can feel yeah. all of these emotions in the matter of seconds. Mm-hmm. But everybody grieves and processes differently. Absolutely. Everybody goes through different emotions. Mm-hmm. And so I think the stages can be a little bit dangerous sometimes because mm. people can expect to feel in a certain way and then or think that they're going to feel that way. And then it, it doesn't, uh, it might be comforting sometimes to have some structure yeah, to, a pass, to to something that's so unstructured, yeah. but not everyone's going to feel all those emotions. And right. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross is, you know, the one who who's talked about the stages, mm-hmm. but it was a lot in part due to more when someone is with a terminal illness. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not so mm-hmm. much to someone who is learning to live with a loss. Yeah. So like, and I think another thing that's also really important for, for grieving people to know is that you're, there is, there really is no roadmap and yeah. every person's relationship is so unique and everyone's grief is so unique and yeah. no two people, even with the sa- grieving the same relationship yeah. won't, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they won't grieve the yeah. same way. You know, I can speak for even the way my two brothers and my, my two brothers and I and my mom all grieve my dad. We all grieved our father, grieved our dad very, very differently. Right. Mm. I went out and started a memorial fund because that was how I could channel my grief, and I trained for a marathon. Right. My little brother decided to go to med school, mm-hmm. you know, my older brothers, you know, started a family and my mom moved to California. So we all processed it very differently mm-hmm. and, and it's not right or wrong.
1: Right. You know, I think the, the stages of grief are, are um, it stated just, you know, where are there as a roadmap, like you said, for individuals that were dying and I guess maybe in that their family structure for them just to have a structure. I, in my grief process, I, was able to just how i was led to that um was through my training and just understanding that there was something for me it was just understanding that there was something to even expose me to a different emotion that I may be feeling for me that's what it was it wasn't so much like you said structured or that there's no you know um, and I'm glad we're having this conversation because we can agree to disagree you know what I'm saying you could say no there's no structure and I can say yes there is for me because like you just said we um, process differently and for me since I'm a visual learner Um, I have to see and see those things and be able to understand that maybe this is why I'm feeling this way. So, you know, it's like you said, everybody has their own journey and they may not feel them, but I'm glad that we can talk, you know, have a, since there's so much, like you said, around that and the negativity around it or, or just the disbelief, if that is happening it's just good to have a safe place to
0: even just mention
1: it, you know, that yeah. we both have, you know, different opinions about it, but I still love you.
0: <laughs> Likewise. And you know what? We're both right. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's our truth. And that's the thing about grief is your journey and your process. And you know, it's a nonlinear journey and okay. what you need to heal, what I need to heal and what someone else needs to heal They're all correct. Yeah. There's, because there's no theirs. wrong way. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, I, <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, one other thing I, I did want to bring up though is, you know, there are a lot of emotions that come with grieving. Yes. So, uh, you know, I, I do want to say that like, even if we don't call them stages, whatever we will call them, yeah. there is sadness, there is anger, mm-hmm. there can be denial, yeah. there can be guilt. Although the G word is very dangerous because guilt, yeah. sometimes guilt is mis you know, misused because guilt really means like that there was really harm intended. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's relief and guilt can be kind Mm -hmm. of interchanged. And sometimes there's relief. There's so many emotions they are all okay and they're all real and they're Mm -hmm. all true to the person that's grieving.
1: Absolutely. And they're okay. Just like you said, if they just would, if people would just allow themselves to feel it, don't run away from the feeling if it's there. Just acknowledge that it's there, and understand that this is just how I'm feeling today. But tomorrow is a, you know a better day. You know I can do something different. And I love this quote that um, that you had on your Instagram today. And even when we don't know where a person is, the best ways to support your grieving loved one is to, to be a heart with ears and simply listen. I thought that that was so. Um, it felt so good just when I read it. It just made me feel, you know, warm inside, like, oh that was just such a relief to be able to hear somebody saying that I'm just here to listen. Yeah. You know?
0: Cause I think a question I a question I get asked a lot and I can guess that you probably get lost and, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, get asked a lot too is mm-hmm. you know, how do I support someone that's grieving? And yeah. really it's it's one of the biggest gifts possibly give anyone yeah. is, is to be there, to listen, mm-hmm. to not fix, to not analyze, to not judge. And and the grief recovery method is the one who toined the toy coined the heart with ears. So I want to make sure to okay. credit yeah. them. And I love that term so much. And I use it because really to visualize just being a heart with ears, just holding yeah. that space yeah. and, you know, letting someone feel what they're feeling and not say, Oh no, you should go do this, you know, or the, one of the, um, comments that I hear a lot is you should go to the gym. <laughs> yes, going to the gym is great. The uh-huh. endorphins are great. Yeah. But sometimes you just need to cry, and you need to be heard and witnessed, in all of your pain. Yeah. It's so healing.
1: You've talked a lot about the grief recovery method. Explain yes. that to us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have. I the grief recovery method has just been life changing for me and for gosh thousands of people. And so, um, a little background. It was it was founded I think about 30 years ago and has created a like because there was not a lot of good information about grief and there wasn't a lot of good action recovery steps that a grieving person could take to complete their feelings and their emotions tied to their pain Okay. and complete the relationship. So mm-hmm. it's not to say you will ever forget your loved one. It's not to say you'll ever stop missing them because you know, that's not. You know, it's not going to happen. You'll always miss your loved one, but to really able to process the pain and work through the pain, anything left unsaid, any apologize like apologies left unsaid, mm-hmm. and any other significant emotional um, emotional statements left unsaid. And so, the grief recovery method is an action you know, an action based program, evidence based actually mm-hmm. as well, that really helps educate grievers. And give them the steps to work through their grief and process their grief in an action way. Yeah, yeah.
1: That is such, oh, who, whoever created that just was amazing. I mean, I just.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you can read it. It's yeah. Russell Friedman. Tell us and
1: again Cassidy. so that we can see.
0: Can you see there the writing? Yeah, I can yeah. see it now. Mm-hmm. And it's just. Um, Tell us who it's by. It's by John James and Russell Friedman. Okay. Russell Friedman passed away last year. Um, But John James, I actually, I got to meet him last year at the Grief Recovery Conference and I got his autographed and this is my, I do not loan this book. I have to have several loaners because I will not loan my autograph (laughs) copy. But he, he's just amazing in giving this gift to the world and, you know, has just been iterating it over the years and helping millions of people. And, and it's awesome because his son is now. Um, his son took over and is involved and is the executive director, and it's wow. it's just an amazing it's just an amazing gift. Yeah, to people,
1: absolutely. Know. If a client hasn't been diagnosed correctly with a personality disorder and an individual is requesting your services, what is a clear sign um, that you would need to refer?
0: So, I I personally work. You know, only within the grief recovery space.
1: Okay. You know, and so, so I'm very that space for so we so we can understand.
0: Yeah. So so grief recovery is usually when people think about grief, they think of bereavement or divorce. Those mm-hmm. are kind of the two biggest losses. But you know, the grief spans way more. Pet loss is yeah. a big one. Yes. Um, a huge one: loss of trust, yes. loss of faith of body. Other ones, um, like empty nest, yes. retirement's a huge yes. one. A new job, yes. even miscarriage. positive: mm-hmm. miscarriage, IVF, yeah. Um, yeah. child loss. Yes. It, you know, Chronic pain. it
1: could be anything.
0: Mm-hmm. And loss of your in health, health. Yeah. exactly. And so, grief is actually very. Um, like, there's a lot of grief in our life, and sometimes we don't even recognize when there's a grief yeah. like you know happy occasions you know moving into that dream home yeah you know because grief really is any change in a pattern absolutely a normal like reaction travel. exactly yeah yeah, so, yeah you know empty nest is a big one when children yeah. you know go off to college which it's it's amazing yeah. you know they're getting their education but it's also it's an empty nest. yes exactly so it's it's it covers a lot you know breakups And new jobs, job loss, financial changes, both positive and negative. So there's a lot. Or terminal illnesses. Yeah. You know, going through a terminal, you know, a caregiver Mm -hmm. who is caring for a loved one in a terminal illness, that's a huge form of grief. Right. You know, because people ask me a lot, well, you know, I have a loved one that's, you know, that's terminal. Is it too early to start working on it? It's Mm -hmm. never too early. But on that same note, it's never too late.
1: Absolutely.
0: It's never too late to do your work. I my dad's um, his twelve year anniversary is coming up, and I still do work. Okay, you know, I yeah. still do work, especially now that I work with grieving clients every so often there are triggers and I'm
1: like, yeah. Okay, like, so, and yeah, we can't just, I think because they, you know, sometimes because they're going through um, their grief and trying to process it and they may be triggered, that doesn't mean that you have to refer services immediately. It's automatically an, you know, Uh, you you would know there's a nudge or there's an unction that you know that I need to refer or you know even though you're in your parameters of what you you know how you treat clients or how you you Mm -hmm. not treat them but how um, your program is structured to assist them Um, yeah but if you there if there was something to come up as a red flag um, how would you as a a specialist um, refer or do you have a a list of clients you know just talk to us about you know, because there's a mental health aspect in it, and you know where mm-hmm. we are, it's not that we're um, we're the first to call when there's an emergency. But you know, being a coach or being a specialist under the grief recovery method, um, and even you know having the advanced certification, I wonder for individuals that don't know where they are in their grief, and then there's this maybe could be mental health thing how do we you know how do we work with the client that that we don't understand that what what do you do
0: yeah it's it's very important to have a network of professionals that you trust and mm-hmm. can refer to yeah so i'm i'm very lucky that you know, I am affiliated with organizations that I trust that have psychiatrists and therapists, and I've been meeting therapists and networking with therapists and psychiatrists so that I have people that I trust yeah. that I know that I can refer someone to. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm a firm believer we all have our expertise and our specialty. And when something yeah. is outside of the realm of our expertise. Mm-hmm. So, you know, personality disorder, like you brought up, is is outside the realm of my expertise. Yeah. Which is why I would 100% refer them to a psychiatrist. And mm-hmm. and I get inquiries a lot. And sometimes I just know that what they yeah. really need is outside mm-hmm. of my scope. So I won't even start seeing them. I'll right away give them resources for yeah. them because it's just it's better for them and once yeah. they have a release you know a release form you know from working with a psychiatrist then yeah. i can work with them absolutely but I, won't, I wanted then. to
1: definitely talk about this because you know there's also talk around uh, around greek coaches and Greek recovery specialists that you know it's on the borderline even when you try to um, get insurance you know sometimes it's kind of borderline trying to figure out where we fit in the scope you know along yeah. with licensed professional but with you and I and what, you know, what you've accomplished and the, the grief work that you do, we are out here. That's what I just want to, you know, let the world know. We are out here too, helping people just as much as we can know are it's not to say we can turn anybody away. We, we have the tools, like you said, and the references to be able to refer. And I'm just thankful that you're another reference because we have to meet people where they are. And when they're, when, you know, when they're um, guided to come to you and now, you know, you built a, your client, client, client base, it's just good to know that I can even say, well, I don't work in the parameters of what grief recovery method is, but I can refer you to someone. It's just so good building these relationships. And I'm just so glad that I met you.
0: Likewise. (laughs) And and I think it's, it's really important also. And something that I get asked all the time is what's the difference between a therapist, Mm -hmm. you know, and a grief recovery specialist, Mm -hmm. you know, and I I love to ask that question because I think I love when people ask that because I think it's very important for people to understand what a grief coach, what a grief recovery specialist and what a therapist is. Absolutely. I, everything has its place, you know, but there are grief recovery, grief coaches and grief recovery um, specialists. And I speak for myself, mm-hmm. um, but you know, my training and my background is very specifically in grief recovery. Yes. So, you know, anxiety disorders, other um, depression, depression and not to be mistaken with sadness due to grief, you know, right. different things, you know, and personality disorders is outside of my scope because mm-hmm. I am not a therapist. As a yeah. grief recovery specialist, you know, we're really educators. Absolutely, you no, know, we're educators and teachers. And I also am a grief coach as well. Which you know, he's not everyone. You know, there's no one size fit all for grief. Yeah. You know, yeah. we have to meet grievers where they are. Of course, Absolutely. you know. And so, just really being very, you know, clear on you know grief coaching and grief recovery is there are action steps. Yes. It's not passive. Yeah. You know, and. Um, therapy is very different. Yeah, you know, so just for people to know that, and you know, and there are some grief recovery specialists that are therapists. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So for them, you know, they have to choose which hat they're going to wear. Right. You know, but it's very important for people to know therapy is is different from grief recovery. Mm-hmm. It may feel like therapy. Yeah. You know, because you are digging deep and going through mm-hmm. all those deeper crevices, but you're also moving forward and releasing.
1: So where do you think? um, while an individual is processing grief, say they're, um, their loved one, how about there's pet loss? Let's talk about that because th- there's, you know, there's the stigma about, you know, that's not a family member. And that really truly is, you know, I, I did lose my loved one if it was a pet and oh, yeah. where along that journey, do you think, um, the grief recovery method, um, will be able to
0: assist that person? That's a great question because and really, the answer is it really depends on the person. Exactly. You know, it's there's no there's no timeline, and that's you know that's why I, I like to stress also that like having a grief coach and a grief recovery specialist, which is why I offer both because not everyone is ready for that structure. Some people really just need that loving safe space for a while, mm-hmm. and you know sometimes the thought of having you know because there's homework assignments with grief recovery method. Yeah and i so it really really depends on the individual and i love that you brought up pet loss because i i lost my 15 year old cat who got me through losing my dad and yeah. so it was very it was very traumatic losing him because he wasn't a member of the family right. he was diabetic so i had to give him shots twice a day every yeah. day so this i you know i was holding him together with tape and it's it's it is a lot less socially acceptable to yeah. mourn the loss of a pet but there're They are 100% part of the family. Absolutely. Sometimes you like them more.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the truth.
0: (laughs) They are not judgmental. They always love you. Even my cats always love you. Yeah.
1: And I I asked that question just because... I, your, your passion just behind talking about it and that's what people need to see so that they know the true person that you are I mean of course we can look at you know read your bio and you know we can see everything online but I want people to really see this face that I, I, I I've been talking to and just falling in love with because you're just so amazing by the things you've done and accomplished and I'm just so grateful tell us about your grief practice and how you're helping grievers in your community
0: thank you so in October, so only four months ago, I I left corporate and I founded my company, the Nonlinear Journey. Mm-hmm. And so you've heard me say nonlinear a couple of times. And yes. um when my dad was sick, he he always said to my brothers and I that time is nonlinear and I'll always be with you. And that really wow. just has always stuck with me and wow for a while I was like, I don't even know what nonlinear means (laughs) in a, you know, in a philosophical, like I know what it means, but yeah, you know, but for many years. And so when, you know, I finally was, was ready to start my practice, I knew right away. I what I was going to call it in the nonlinear journey because life is a nonlinear journey and grief is a nonlinear journey. And so I'm just, I'm, I'm very grateful. And so I now, so I have really two basic components that I, serve grievers with and one is the grief recovery method Mm -hmm. which is you know an eight-week program for working one-on-one with people and working you know it's an action-based program as I said before and doing groups and and working with you know with people in groups through the grief recovery method and I also do one-to-one grief coaching which is very very specialized to where you know their griever is and what they need so no two no two um, will ever look the same because it's really based on what the person needs and my goal is really to to just educate people as much as i possibly can and remove that stigma and around you know mental health and just you know help give people the vocabulary right and the vocabulary of how to ask for the support Mm -hmm. that they don't even know that they need and to give other people the like like the skills and the ideas of what to do to support people because yeah. it can be very daunting, you know, and, and sometimes people rather than make it, you know, be afraid to make a mistake, they don't do anything or say anything. Mm-hmm. And so just really trying to help educate people on that and, and corporate in the workspace is, is my next goal is to really help um, HR managers support grieving employees because it's lose, lose for everyone. Yeah. yeah. But So that's one of my big dreams is to be able to just really help educate, you know, educate in general about grief so that people understand what grief is and what isn't and kind of help sift through a lot of the not so good information out there that doesn't Mm -hmm. serve people. Yeah. And um, so that's that's where I I am now and I have a lot of big plans of ways that I want to reach and serve more people. But, you know, also just knowing that I just, you know, I just got in my company and yeah. just trying to make sure that I'm, because I'm a, I'm in it a hundred percent. So just phasing out slowly.
1: Well, I can feel your heart and the passion yeah. behind it. Can you share just one of the tools that you may um, possibly use with an individual that's grieving um, that you, use, you know, that you're using in your practice, just something to leave with our, my Grief Nation listeners, something that they can do um, during the process, during their process
0: yes is let yourself feel what you're feeling without judgment without criticism and without analysis you know and whatever it is that you're feeling cuz there will days be days that you just can't stop crying and and let that be okay and and know that it's okay and you know whatever feelings come up don't don't try to fix you know it's it's it's. I think a lot of human nature is you. You want to fix. You want to yeah. help. You don't want to feel sad. I mean, it's not particularly fun to feel sad, but just really to feel it and know that it's okay, mm-hmm. and know that you're not alone.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, thank
0: you, yeah. so thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah.
1: So, what's next for you? What are you doing?
0: Well, um, yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm doing a lot. Um, just really looking to, to help as many people as I can yeah. and um, you know, I just I just started a group last week so really grateful to be with mm-hmm. people on their journey and just really trying to get the word out that there is support and you don't have to grieve alone yeah you know? i I had
1: read somewhere um that there's this trauma informed care bill um mm-hmm. for children and i I did want to just um go back and talk about um the support around helping um teachers maybe if it's um the brief recovery method going into the schools to help teachers how do you feel about that um um it's bill um s seven S.774 seven seven four Trauma Informed Care for Children um, and Families Act of twenty seventeen. Um, do you know anything about it? Have you heard about it? And what what are your thoughts about it?
0: So I know a little bit about it, and I, I th- from what I do know about it, I think it is fantastic and very needed, mm-hmm. especially in this day and age where there have been school shootings and there are shootings out there and movie theaters and in concerts. It's, it's very yeah. important to, to not forget it, like to not to acknowledge it, even when social media is done acknowledging it, Yeah, you know, because just because it's no longer blasted on the news does not mean that the impact is not, still. you know, that it's not still there. Yeah. And so I think it's really, really important. And I think it's even more important to be able to help, you know train teachers on how to support children who have who have gone through all kinds of trauma and who yeah. could be even scared to go to school yeah you know, i was talking to someone the other day who was saying how their child is scared to go to school mm-hmm. because there could be an active shooter and and it's a very valid fear yeah you know like yeah it's 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 a very valid fear and so i think this bill is is a start yeah. you know I think it's really important that there is education mm-hmm. for teachers and that there is there is that support for children because there's there's too much trauma that's left you know that's left on not not worked through and kind of mm-hmm. just brushed aside yeah. and yeah. you know this it's just, them, just If so... we could work
1: with them at this time in their life, you know, mm-hmm. as they're building up these things or, you know, from that first, first, the first stage of learning so much from the first, you know, year zero to what, three to five years old, when your brain, you know, really kind of ingest in everything that you've learned and you kind of carry that on. And, and we, as me being a grief coach and you being a grief recovery specialist and a grief coach, I just want people to know that we're out here. We can help. That's, you know, it's just not psychologists that can do this work. We can also help in schools and be able to, you know, create this community of in um, helping trauma informed schools and being a part of that. And I, I just need people to understand it just because we have this, title as a grief coach you know specialist grief recovery specialist and a grief coach we're still just human and wanting to help you know Mm -hmm. and this bill is so important and there hasn't been a lot of talk about it but I want to be able to talk about it I want us to be more informed about it and and try to get into the school system and the you know have the school board to address it during their agendas so that we can be a part of this it's it's we're here we you know we're here to help but um I guess I'm so grateful to have this show because now we can have an open conversation about mm-hmm. topics that are like this to help deal with grief yeah. uh, and, and learn and help others learn how to process through. But I'm so excited and, and I'm so grateful that you came. I always ask my, my podcast guests, is there anything in the grief world or anything um, you know that's a part of your world being a grief recovery specialist that you would like to see change or that you're just decided about?
0: I'm excited that the conversation is being had more and more. I'm so excited for your podcast and how, you you know, you really give, you give, you know, other grief recovery specialists and coaches like me, a, a platform to share our work and you share your incredible work. And this conversation is just so important because you know, there's no one size fits all for grief, you know, and sometimes someone who's grieving needs multiple different coaches, multiple different resources. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to make it more accessible and let people know what's out there, because I think a lot of times people don't know what kind of support is out there. Yeah. You know, and they don't have the vocabulary to ask for it. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I had many, many years that I didn't have the vocabulary to ask for what I needed kind of like a child, you know, when they don't have, the vocabulary to ask for what they need it's the same in grief cuz you know we're taught how to acquire things we're not taught yeah. what to do when we lose yeah, absolutely stuff, mm-hmm. you know and so i'm really happy to see that this conversation is 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 coming up a lot more and that people are willing to have this conversation right now because no one is immune from grief no absolutely. one absolutely as a human no one is
1: that is so true. So let's recap. You 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 went through your grief journey, and um, where let's talk about where you are. And just we're just going to end the show by saying you know what you love and and how um, inspirational have, that you've been to our community. Just yeah. let's wrap it up for us.
0: Yeah. So thank you so much. Um, it's just it's it's a gift to be here with you. You're just a wonderful soul, and it's thank just you. been such a pleasure. Um, but I'm. You know, I founded the nonlinear journey, keeping a promise to my 24-year-old self to be the grief support that I wish I had, and to just be that support to, to others. And I'm able to do that online, and one-on-one, and in groups through the grief recovery method. And I also work one-on-one with people who are grieving, and it's it's a great, it's just it's just so gratifying to be able to be on that. Other side and be able to take all of my experiences and and give back.
1: Absolutely. You know? What are your websites, your social media information, so people can reach out to you?
0: Yeah, so I'm on social media, the Nonlinear Journey, both on Facebook and Instagram, and my my website. I right now have a microsite through the Grief Recovery Method and my my logo and my website is in the works and hopefully will be done in the next month or so it will and so but i can be found on the grief recovery method under alana shapiro Yadav, and i can thank give you, you the link to put oh, in the link
1: i'm so excited thank you so yeah. much for coming you thank um, you a amazing story thank you for um your gift and your journey and just Thanks living it to the best your best potential which you're Mm -hmm. shining um um, i'm sure your clients are just excited when when they get an opportunity to spend time with you and learn from you thank you for your service i really appreciate it on the bottom of my heart thank you for for being um a a servant just to us just you know giving back to us you know what um is deep within your heart and your spirit and and it just radiates and i'm just so thankful that i met you thank you for coming
0: Yes, thank you so much. And likewise oh. to you. I'm getting all teary eyed. <laughs> so. You know. Thank I'll be
1: you. talking to
0: you soon. <laughs> yes, yes, likewise.
1: Shop at My Night Collections where all things are decor. You get your bedding, draping, decor wear, event supplies, and more. Click shop and Adore at My Night Collection Decors.